The preparations for the execution began many hours before dawn. In the heart of the royal palace, servants had uprooted and removed trees and rare plants from a courtyard and raised a high wooden pyre in their place. In the darkness of the winter morning, they untied sacks of dry timber and stacked it neatly around the pyre. They brought out a finely carved table from one of the royal dining rooms and placed it on a balcony that overlooked the courtyard. On the table they laid bowls of dates and olives, flasks of wine and silver bowls of water, and they placed a pair of braziers nearby, ready to warm the cold air when the time came. On the far side of the palace, in a cellar that had once held grain and which now served as a dungeon, a door was unlocked. Insistent hands shook the prisoner awake and led him from his cell through the dark corridors of the palace. The guards who escorted him could see well at night and saw no reason to light torches to guide the way, and so the prisoner moved slowly. He was a man who had never had to move in darkness. His guides did not beat or otherwise punish him for his hesitation. They led him around corners and upstairs with soft taps to his shoulders and chest, as an experienced rider can direct a horse with gentle pressure from his knees. They did not bind his wrists with iron, gave him water when he requested it, and before they'd gone far they led him to a chamber pot behind a screen and gave him privacy. There, too, the guards handed him the simple white robe in which he was to die, and let him change into it without being watched. They went further and further into the palace, until they were almost at the courtyard, and not once did a man so much as raise his voice to the prisoner. The guards had long since learned the way to make a royal prisoner docile. So long as you allowed a king the illusion of civility, he would go with you calmly, even as you led him to his death. The barber who was assigned to the prisoner did not observe this principle. He had never seen a king die, and as he cropped the prisoner's hair and trimmed his thick black beard, he placed little nicks in his scalp and chin, apologizing for his clumsiness each time, even as he keenly watched the royal blood flow. The guards did not share the barber's curiosity. They were veterans of many wars of conquest, and they knew that a king bled and died like any other man. After the barber had finished his work, the captain of the guard observed the blood that had stained the prisoner's robe. He barked a curse and gestured to his men to hand him another robe. They always carried a second, in case a prisoner were to soil himself on the way to his execution, for it was an impious...